We gon' start this thing alright. Duval in the motherfucking house. Come on, oh, come on. Hey, 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 do it, baby, take it, baby. Miko podcast the bitch is back welcome back Brent Grimes welcome back smile yeah. bitch you got a new defensive coordinator yeah smile bitch oh my God. <laughs> I'm a, I already know the rules I know the rules no bugs talk right right no bugs talk but I just wanted to let you know that I was happy for you I'm happy that you guys have a new defensive coordinator, whether you're happy or not. I'm happy. Smile, bitch. <laughs> I'm hoping that change can be something good. I think you guys are ranked pretty terribly. So you can only go up, right? Right. Smile, bitch. <laughs> Anyways, welcome back to everyone. This is the I Heart Miko podcast. I took a long break. Um to just smile and live my my best life and enjoy life and not give a fuck about the NFL and the scores and the stats and the shit that a lot of you guys care about. I just wanted to take a break from it um, and not watch. I only watched games that I wanted to watch, people that I wanted to see. And so I'm a little behind as far as, you know, what's going on in the league. How much football have you been watching? Only when you watch football. I don't watch football. So you've been watching probably less than me because I think I watched a little bit more than you. Yeah, you do. You you really you look forward to the games. I know. I, I look forward to my friends playing. Well, not well, yeah, everybody. that might be it. But yeah, you know. I'm a fan of certain players, and then there's also like we have a lot of friends in the league, so I try to keep up with them and um, support is what it is. It's like support, kind of like if you if you hated your friends' jobs, you would still support them, right? Um, yeah, I guess. <laughs> That's why I support you. I always tell people, people are always like, how come you talk so much shit about the NFL, but you, your your husband plays, he, they pay your bills. And I'd be like, no, 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 they don't pay my bills. What they do is they pay my husband for something that he actually worked his fucking ass off for. So that's technically a, a job that you worked for. I feel like whatever you were going to do in life, you would have been successful. Just happens to be the NFL. Appreciate in my that. opinion. Yeah, winners are going to win, my nigga. That's one thing I know. Winners are going to win. And I ain't talking about wins and losses because you don't obviously have everything to do with the Bucks, wins and losses. But you're a winner in life. True. You got to the NFL. How many people can say they went to the NFL? 
Not a lot. Not a lot. Relatively, not a lot. Relatively, yeah. So congratulations on being a winner. I'm a winner. (laughs) Team Grimey's winners. Um, what's been going on, man? We we haven't we haven't been on in a while. We had to catch everybody up on what's been going on outside of the books. We're back here, back living in Tampa. Yeah, we got um. I would say the house we have now is probably the best one we had. Not as so much as the house, but location, location, and all that kind of stuff. Nice. The best over just pure house was the first house. Yeah. Clearly. That was too far up in Odessa. Your ass was late eight times to practice. <laughs> it was $5,000 fine. They was doing work on the roads and shit. But um, then the second place we had was a great location, but it was small. Condo. It was a condo. High rise. Which is, it was cool if it was just me and you. But and it was like, Aiden, and his bedroom was right next to ours, which is sure. awkward. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, now this one is it's like a happy medium. It's a, it's a good location. It's a nice size house. No pool. Can't mm-hmm. go in the backyard. The mosquitoes. It, out it's there. definitely Jesus some. Christ. It's definitely some negatives, but the mosquitoes. But it, it, I feel like this is a, the best happy medium out of all of the houses we had. Okay. Places we stayed. So. So we have a good house. Hopefully, we have a good season. It's not over yet. I mean, anything's possible, especially when you have new blood. So good luck to you guys. I'll leave you guys alone. I was about to say, you come, you circling back. I'm to not going to circle so. back to your little team, all right? Just, I'm here for the check anyway, so I don't give a fuck regardless. Um, Aiden turned eight a couple weeks ago. Aiden turned eight, and he had a dope birthday party at the uh, Tampa, Tampa Bay, Bay Grand, Prix. Grand Prix. It was fun. He he put in a, a epic performance on his last race. Wanted, uh, yeah. Yeah. It was a dope. He because the first race he was tripping. His little girlfriend was racing, so he wanted to race alongside her and wait. Yeah, he went ham in the second one though. Yeah, because I was like, "Do you want to win on your birthday or no?" Everybody was like, "Step up, Aiden." It's it's ten year olds, eleven year olds at your party. Yeah, he he's bald. Um, you didn't want to participate because of your finger. See how you hating? I just said you didn't want to participate. It's the same as you having a pulled groin and playing football. (laughs) You can't perform at your best, so why even perform? Okay. My fucking hand. I can't even grip a tennis racket. I haven't played tennis. I I can't shoot a jump shot. Life is miserable for for me right now. I just said you ain't want to play because of your finger. Yeah, but you tried to throw some shade because you keep calling me a pansy because I won't do things. So I raced AJ the first time. I won, of course. Uh, oh, I God. set the record. I didn't set the record. I mean, I set the record straight with AJ. He thought he was going to, you know, come in and win. Oh, God. Then I raced again. My car was tripping, and then I was just trying stuff the whole time. I destroyed my phone worse than I've ever seen any phone oh, destroyed. So it was a cool, it was a cool this day. This nigga destroyed his phone it was three some... or four times a year. I don't even know why you're even bringing this up. Like, you act like you're, you're like, no, like that was that's the, such a shock that you. It was the worst I've ever seen. I have phone. never seen anyone crack their phone like you. Like, you're, when you drop your phone, my nigga, it's legendary. No, like not like this one. I don't, it just but it's, it's whatever you the do. The whole side was ground Yeah, down. and that was, that's only on because of you. You're the only person that <laughs> yeah, I feel. Yeah. Destroys phones. You've had three phones in 2018. Three. Yeah. Ridiculous. Grow up. Mm-hmm. Um, today we're gonna we're gonna talk about football. We're gonna talk about basketball. NBA is back today. We'll get into that later. We're gonna talk football first, and we're gonna have Omar Kelly on. Your favorite, right? 
Omar is my favorite because first of all, Omar don't give a shit about the the, the Dolphins fans that hate me because he posted a video of me the other day. First of all, I'll be sitting in his comments talking complete shit to the Dolphins fans just to piss them off. Like if I have nothing to do, I just go in there and make a comment and I know that they're going to fuck around and lose their job at work trying to argue back and forth with me while I'm sitting here chilling, eating grapes and shit, laughing and arguing with them. So Omar posted a video of me playing basketball and wouldn't allow them to comment. Oh, they wanted to hate on you so bad. And it's like they don't understand that we have an alliance. Like, we're family. Like, it doesn't matter what you say about me. Omar Kelly is my nigga. Mm -hmm. Always going to be my nigga. Right. Because he knows way more than what these people know about us and our situation and, and what's going on and what went on in Miami. Mm -hmm. So it's like, why do y'all even argue with him? Like, that's my nigga. I only come on there to bother you guys. So if you're allowing me to bother you, you're bad. So we're going to get Omar on because I know Brent got somewhere to go to, but we're going to. Let me call Omar and see what the Dolphins talking about. We'll get his input on all things football as well. We're not just going to talk about the Dolphins. Cause that would be rude. <laughs> what up? What up, though, Omar? How you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm alright. Can't complain. Can't complain, huh? Y'all got a new quarterback? Y'all got a new quarterback or no? Nah. That's a rental. This is a rental. Your rental. <clears throat> First of all, congratulations to your team on being three and zero. Starting off 3-0, which is a shock for everyone in the league, I'm sure. No one expected the Dolphins to start 3-0, even though that schedule says they should have been. But um, then, then, What do you mean that schedule says they should have been? They were picked to lose all the games. They're, they're always going to be picked to lose because they have Ryan Tannehill as the quarterback. That's normal. So when you win, it's like, oh, shit. Right? But then the, the Patriots came in and humbled you guys as usual. And, and then you... You come back, lose. What, what was the second game you guys lost to Cincinnati? Cincinnati. Fourth quarter collapse, and then beat the Bears in overtime with Brock Osweiler, another bum in the league. Um, how do you? Oh, definitely. Oh God. Oh, you know you don't have to tell me that. Uh, just to, so we're clear, there's no Bucks talk on here. Brent is on here. Say hi, Brent. What up, Omar? We're not allowed to talk about the books. Brent is on strict rules. My muzzle is on. Um, but I wanted to talk about the Dolphins first real quick with you, and then we'll go over a couple uh, NFL questions, all of us together chiming in. It's going to be like a hot topics type of thing. Let's keep it going really fast because I don't want to drag this on a long time. But tell me the state of the Dolphins. Ryan Tannehill you guys look like you had a good running back out there. Some decent things happened. Tell me the goods and the bads of the Miami Dolphins. Uh, the good is that they're overcoming a lot of adversity. They're overcoming a lot of injuries. I mean, this guy, Rashad Jones, missing two games. Robert McCain missing two, maybe three games. You you know, you're, you've lost two of your starting offensive linemen. You've lost two of your starting tight ends. And, you know, somehow, some way, they continue to battle through a lot of those injuries and, and really every game that they played except for the Patriots game has been a fourth quarter game and they found a way to win uh, which shows that they're a little bit more resilient than they were last year they're a tougher team uh, offensively they're not really doing anything special they're still the same old offense still you 
know, short-circuited on third downs. Uh, you know, I, I blame a lot of that on the quarterback, no matter who it is, and, and the offense, because, you know, when you're trailing or when you need the team, don't have to really worry about defending the run. But they've been very effective running the football. Right, mm-hmm. Towards the lead back. Um, right now, he's averaging 4.9 yards a carry. Uh, Kenny and Drake is really, Kenny and Drake is still getting a lot of touches still playing the majority of the snaps, but the Dolphins have come to the conclusion that he is not a runner. Um, so they're throwing him a lot of passes. And, and, and that's really played for this team's strength because Kenya, uh, Frank Ward's been able to keep the offense on schedule the last two weeks. Um, I did a statistical study, and when they're attempting something less than third and seven, uh, they're converting 54%. When they're not, when they're attempting something longer than third and seven, or third and seven longer, uh, they're converting 19 this was the first uh, time that I've ever seen a lot of negative press for Ryan Tannehill. The organization has backed him 100% over the last five or so years. He's he's their guy. That, well, I've been well well I've been seeing some negative. I've been seeing some negative press. since 2013 so and I got yelled at for calling him average then and I was being nice quarterback to win the game. That is the most important person on the field, the quarterback. Uh, you know, I, I, it is without that most person on the field, but you need to put a very good team around a quarterback like Ryan Tannehill. That means he stinks. No, that means he's no different than all 20 other stars. Out and they all stink. Yeah, what, what, what you're doing, right? Like, uh, I'm, all I'm saying is that this league is terrible at recruiting. I'm pretty sure there's probably some black quarterbacks at some HBCUs that they probably just never even gave a look at. I mean, I you know how I feel about the recruitment in the NFL. It's always been trash. And whenever a guy that played wide receiver, whenever someone played wide receiver for three years and is capable of being a, a first-round draft pick, get the fuck out of here, Omar. Here's the thing about quarterbacks, and I think we are seeing like evolution, you know, with um, the, um, the, what's the quarterback for the Ravens that played in Louisville? Um, uh, Lamar uh, Jack. Yeah. Yeah. You know, here, here's the evolution that we're seeing at that position. Uh, Ten years ago, when I was coming to Florida State in 1997, Lamar Jackson was without a doubt, no question, go from being a high school quarterback to an answer to, I mean, a college wide receiver. He would be at Carl Um Then, you know, you saw a young quarterback have, start to have success started with Pat White. Um, and then you see the, the, the evolution of the Jameis Winston. You know, those guys who used to have to play other positions or teams would be like, oh, they're not 
start to see them sort of evolve into NFL quarterbacks. And he includes the one in Houston who, you know, this guy won a national championship. And a lot of teams were like, ah, he's not a first-round pick. And then he goes out and he, he, he really starts to be the high with Houston. You know, they don't believe in a black quarterback. This is, this is historically, you know, teams still don't believe in a black quarterback. So you, you, you just have to... You just have to continue to evolve, and then players like the Jameis Winston, I don't know about the um, but they have to exceed what people's expectations are in order for that next generation to get a very equal opportunity. Because you're right, Jameis Winston can go win a Heisman Trophy and a national championship, and he still has to justify being the best player in college football world, whereas the Ryan Tannehill can play quarterback in 19 games in college, and still be a first-round pick. Because, and nobody's questioning how good he is. Everyone's making excuses for him. Yeah. Who's athletic? Oh, right then. Get the fuck out of here, dog. I'm not finna... Mickey, he wasn't even that good of a receiver, dog. Like, get out of here. He would not have made the NFL as a receiver, Omar. Knock it off. So I need to know... <laughs> he would have made the NFL as a receiver. He would have been the Ryan Sweeney of, of, of... Brent, your opinion of this? No, he would not have made the NFL as a wide receiver, bro. We don't, we don't, we're not drinking that Kool-Aid, Omar. They down there poisoning you down there in Miami. Not you got to chill. Not he's Brian. white. First of all, he's white. Come on. You and the, yeah, and, and the only reason that a lot of the white slot receivers flourish is because of the quarterback throwing the ball. No shade. But most slot receivers are supposed to be really, really fast. And you oh, keep trying quick. to tell me Ryan Tannehill's fast, no, dog. They're supposed to be like quick, quick, tw- yes. Like quick Ryan twist. Tannehill has, if he had any of that, he would, we would see it at quarterback, and we do not. No, Ryan, Ryan, can't, Ryan can run like he's straight line for a quarterback pretty fast. Yeah. But he's not quick switching at all. Yes. Yeah. So, so that's why I say. That's why I said he wouldn't have been a receiver in the NFL because he's not really fast and he's not like like quick twitch. You know what I mean? He's fat. He's good. He got good speed, but he's not right. like super fast and he's, he's not. He's an quick NFL twitch. athlete, but Ryan, this should, this should be Ryan Tannehill's last year in the NFL. Like after this year, I already so, knew. First of all, I already knew they was they're not going to probably their contract is done. They're going to either re redo it or cut him. Or trade him or something. He's gonna make twenty seven million next year. Is he gonna make twenty seven million next year? No, he's gonna he's gonna make like nineteen. That's cap number. They yeah. Structure the contract to, to create some cap flexibility. So that that right there is a, is a longer commitment to him. Mm-hmm. So he ain't going nowhere. So the Dolphins ain't going nowhere. Let me put it like this. I mean, I'm cutting y'all off. Y'all Go ahead. Is this is to the point? Tannehill might have made it in the NFL as a. You know, he had got into camp and and tried out at receiver or whatever, but he had not been in the NFL for how many years he been in the league? This is seventh year. He wouldn't have been in the league for seven years. At all. At all. <laughs> and and the sickest part is he's faster than a lot of quarterbacks, but he's not quick twitch. He's not changing the direction. And and let's segue out of this nigga's discussion. He shouldn't even be having this much talk on my podcast, especially on my first day back. But um, the the way I want to segue out of that is talking about the direction of NFL and the reason that 
quarterbacks like Ryan Tannehill can still perform is because this league appears to want to flag you for even touching them at all. Oh, yeah, this is ridiculous. And, and they're not even, they not even pretending. Yeah. They, they don't care about anybody on defense. Yeah. It's, 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 it's so obvious, like, we're going to be rolling into 40-point games minimum pretty yeah, soon. Yeah, it's, it's so Quarterback, obvious. you can only just tap them on the head or on the back or on the chest. You don't have to just tap them at some point. The corners. The, the, you can't really hit a receiver. you got to let a receiver come to the ground before you hit him. And the corners, they're eventually going to tie one of y'all hands behind y'all back. And the receivers can still push y'all whenever like, they want so to. It's so crazy. The craziest thing to me as a defender in the NFL it is taught to receivers to push off at the top of routes. It is taught. I've seen it taught. And corners can't touch anything. They can't even, like, grab to fight to push off. Like, it's just you get pushed off. It's just what it is. And you got to stop a, a route when somebody's pushing you. So it's like what? it's no advantage for the defense. Now you – You're in the way you, you, yes. of this league flourishing. You are window dressing. Nobody wants to fucking see a 13-10 game. This, that's not going to help the gambling. That's not going to help the yeah. football. And that's where the direction of this league is. Yeah. No. This league go from a, a, a dude. All I'm going to do is say this. By making you the villain and making you kind of one hand behind your back, in the last two years, they've made one more billion dollars. <laughs> nah. Now with gambling, now with gambling being legal, oh, they're going to make about two more billion dollars. I'm not, I, I'm, I'm 100% aware of all of this. I'm just saying it's, it, it's crazy that they talk about these numbers that people are putting up. Like, they're, like, it doesn't matter. They should do all the numbers that they are doing. Because of the it's, rules. It shouldn't even be taught. Receiver stats shouldn't even be talked about. Quarterback stats and average quarterbacks are throwing for 4,000 yards. It, it's not even – why are we talking about stats? Ryan Every, Tannehill threw for 4,000 <laughs> several times. I'm not even talking <laughs> But just just everybody is doing that. If you look in the past, like at football, at like 3,000 yards was crazy. Quarterback ratings over 90 was crazy. Now yeah. – now it's just like 90 is like, oh, you're you're not doing shit. So I just feel like they shouldn't put so much value in numbers and stuff. But stats. that's what pays the bills. And it's just so crazy to me. It's just crazy to me. I know what it is. I know why that is. And it's a money business and everything. But it just doesn't. It's so weird to me that people still talk about, oh, such and such has such and such yards. And. The quarterback, oh, he's good. He threw for 4,000 yards and this and his completion percentage. Like, everybody should do that. Question for you, Omar. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. No, I, I was going to say, you're right, Brent. In terms of, yes. Here, here's, my, here's my thought on this, and I really came to this conclusion when William Hayes suffered his injury, trying not to fall towards ACL, trying not to fall hard on the quarterback. And that happened to be the same week that San Francisco lost Jimmy Garoppolo. And my thought process was, okay, the NFL is saying, well, we'd rather lose William Hayes, nobody gives a fuck about him, 
But we would rather lose Jimmy Garoppolo. We got no reason to go to no 49 game anymore. Jimmy Garoppolo's not there. Right. And they, they came to that conclusion. The quarterback is the golden goose. Of course. The engine, engine that makes this thing go. And let's not pretend like there are, what, eight to ten decent, respectable, good quarterbacks? Now, that's not that now there's a gazillion of them making over $15 million a year. Brent, you have to, I don't even know what kind of stats you have to put up to be $15 million a year, but you could be an average-ass quarterback and make $15 million a year. Mm-hmm. Right. It's, it's sad and it's sick and it's disturbing and it, it's troublesome, but this is a league where they're realizing our team's not secure because of how brutal this game is. And the fact that the next generation of kids, they don't want their mother. They don't want their, their mothers don't want their nope. to play this game. My son will never play. Yes, and my children would never play. And 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 how did they counter that? They just make the flag football with the pass. Yes. And, and that's all they're doing. And I, I watch, and, and I remember sitting in the referee meeting this year about all these calls and all the way they're changing the game. And, and the refs were sitting there like, we know it's not good. We know it's a bad idea. But you know what? This is what we have to do for our league survival. And I understood that. But what I did expect them to do was was honorable to the things that they said they were going to do for the defenders, which is we're not going to allow receivers to push off. That was one of the, the main <laughs> Yeah, okay. <laughs> That's funny. During these meetings. And then every game I watch, every big play, the receiver push off. They're yeah. taught to do that. Or 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 a running back, a running back can't lower his head and put his put his helmet into a defender. You see it about five times a game, never a call. And my thing is, okay, defenders, y'all taking the L, y'all know it, y'all y'all understand why y'all taking the L. But what y'all need to do is come back to the table with some counter proposals of, okay, you're putting us at a tremendous disadvantage. Here are some things that we need you to do to make it a little bit more fair. We need you to honor the Never going to happen. <laughs> Never. Never. Never going to happen. Never. 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 Omar, you can give Anything it up. Anything that will limit points and yards is never, never going, going to happen. happen. Never. So sorry. Yeah. So sorry to tell you that. Yeah. On the flip side of this this discussion, let's move on because I don't want to, like I told you, I want to keep move, this moving. On the flip side of that, the, the, you see players now realizing that this is 100% business. People have woken up a lot of players. Le'Veon Bell is a holdout. Didn't return today. Then we saw Earl Thomas basically not practicing all week, showing up for Sundays because he feels that he's due a contract and he, get, and he gets injured. Do you think that more players will start to realize their worth and sit out and demand uh, new contracts? Or are they going to just continue to just be like, you know what, I want any kind of check is, is better than no check? You know, let me, let me, Omar, let me let, let me let Brent lead this off real quick. Okay, It's tough. I do see it. To see, the people that are doing it, people that have been in the league and already have been paid somewhat, you know, but young players coming to the league, not everybody is a star. Mm-hmm. And they're just trying to get a check. Mm-hmm. And that's the majority of the league. Mm-hmm. So that's the problem with the NFL as far as, like you always say, people need to take a stand like and, and start demanding things and realize that this is just a business and they don't really give a fuck about you, which is true. But people, 
when the career span in the NFL is three or four years, I'm not mm-hmm. exactly sure on the math. Niggas is just really trying to get their check and get out. And they don't care about, like, well, what about the future of the league? What about the guys after me? And all that no one cares about the league because the league doesn't care Nobody, about them. The league doesn't care about them. The yeah. league is just cares about quarterbacks and points. They don't care about nobody. Everybody else is replaceable. Everybody else is nothing, bro. Nobody else in the league matters. Nobody besides the quarterback. And, you know, receivers now. But nobody else matters. And when you see a team breaking bread and spending money, it's because they feel like they have a chance to get to the Super Bowl. Perfect example, the L.A. Rams right. spent a bag this year. Because they're trying to get they, to the bowl. they, they in like, L.A. They, feel, they need to win yeah. that fan base. So they're like, we all in. We got to buy what we got to buy because we got to win this fan base. And if we win this fan base, then we they set. they keep pouring the they, money. In they, they open a new stadium. They're doing all this. So this going to come back to us in the back end. So it's it's all it, it's sad because you you grow up playing football and football is like a team and, and a family and, and everything and then when you get to the NFL that's your whole world of football is blown up when you realize what it, it's not that on. at all and they still try to sell you that but it's not it's a business so that's why it's crazy when fans get upset at players for doing stuff when these owners is fucking players every single day. Mm-hmm. Omar, your take on this? You know, I, I agree. I wrote a column about it last week about, you know, props and praise to guys like Kirk Cousins who forced the league to give a mm-hmm. uh, fully guaranteed contract to a free agent. I mean, he didn't have to do that. I thought Russell Wilson should have been the one to do that. But props to him. Somebody has to stop the start domino. What players from this league don't realize is the NFL, I mean, the NBA and Major League Baseball, which are far greater and superior in terms of contracts, there's nothing in their CBA that, that says we, it, it, it has to be a guaranteed contract. What, what it is was a cultural shift where players are like, well, I'm not signing, especially the big market players, unless the contract was guaranteed. And NFL players have to get to that point. It has to be something that they progressively move towards. I remember talking to an agent for, for actually one of your teammates, friends. And he was doing one of the biggest contracts at the position, and the Bucks were tagging him over money and and, and, uh, and all this stuff because you know the Bucks don't want to pay and they don't have big fat kind big fat money to get off the signing bonus. And I said, you know what? This is what you should do. You should you should ask them for a fully guaranteed contract at 75, 75 cents on the dollar for what he's worth, and change the league that way. I mean, this is the money that you keep going to get anyway, and. You know, the agent thought about it for a while. He was just like, yeah, I can't do that because I would be mocked by my peers. <laughs> Here's the peers. Like, why would you, why would you crazy. consider what, you, you know, it's going to hurt my business and hurt my brand? Well, I'm like, well, you could be the agent who creates the first fully guaranteed contract for not even a free restructure. But nobody has that bigger picture mindset. Kirk Cousins was the first guy to have that bigger picture mindset and hopefully more follow his lead. You know, it, it really has to be you're in position to do that. Yeah, you have to be that guy. You have to be that guy. Le'Veon Bell's the perfect guy to be in this position because he's arguably best running back we've had in the last, what, four or five years. I mean, I know the dude Saquon is here looking amazing. That's the best running back Yes, but Le'Veon before that was that guy. And it's sad to see that that his own teammates 
were shitting on him in the media. I just could not believe it. And in my opinion, it's like you try to say that you guys are a team or a family. And, and then truthfully, the players are a team. And then the coaches are a team. And then the front office is a team. So when you see one of your brothers saying he want his check, all y'all should be like, yeah, we want him to get his check. But instead of that, they turned on him. And they were being disrespectful and talking about him. And I, and I just, how do you, how do you coons even get there? How, how in y'all mind did you decide that that was the wave? Like, who told them to do that? That, that, that to me, is probably the reason why this man has worked on millions of dollars to, to show up when he's ready to show up. And then do you even want to play for them when you come back? Yeah, no, I don't even think you want, I, you know, if it was me, and, and I said this, I said this a couple weeks ago. I would have showed. I would have showed up week one, and then first first carry. I would have pulled up and grabbed my ass straight. Be like, oh, 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 oh my god! I've discussed. I've discussed these things with Brent and about players doing that, and apparently, you know, MRIs and yeah, all the medical do, things. It's difficult to to fake an injury with the medical staff. And then they will just put you out in the media and drag you, which I wouldn't give a fuck about personally. But yeah. I would be like, it still hurt. I don't know what your MRI say, but my shit hurt. <laughs> my shit hurt. They, they literally can. <laughs> they literally can with medical science. The MRI looks however, and takes pictures of the muscle. However, I wouldn't care. I would not play. And I feel like what Le'Veon's doing is giving um, the, the league a dose of their own medicine, and they have somehow convinced this team to, to be on their side. Another thing with the fans, I don't understand. In my opinion, this has always been in my opinion, especially as a fan before I was ever a player, a professional athlete. The fans and the players are supposed to be a unit. You guys are the are the ones that are providing, the one is the entertainment, the, but yes, what I'm saying. One is the entertainment and the other is the money source. The fans are coming to the game. They're buying the, the $10 beers and the $6 hot dogs and the $300 jerseys that only cost $2. So they are the, the ones giving this billionaire his money. And that's also ratings. When you even don't go to the game, you're watching the game. So you and the players are supposed to be together and telling the league, and telling the owners, no, 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 no. This is how we want this league to go. But instead, the, the owners and the league are brilliant. They've somehow convinced the fans that they're supposed to be on the billionaire side. And I never understood that how fans cannot understand their own job. When you go to work, you hate your boss. That nigga be always fucking you over. You worth more money than they giving you, but you gone because you got to pay your bills. How come you can't switch that around and see that for the players? Is it because they're making millions? Then you're watching them. Yes. What's that, friend? Not in the NFL because it's always about the shield. They don't recognize the player. I mean, they don't recognize the face. They don't, you know, it's not the same in, in all these other leagues. And it's really about the team. And they can they can portray to you that, oh, we're cutting this player, we're cutting this that, we're cutting Mike Pouncey because, you know, if, if you, we're paying him too much and he's not worth the money that we're paying and we're going to use the money in, in, in another direction. Well, you ain't do shit with the money. It's just kind of carry over right now. So how are you How are you making your team better? And ultimately, that's what fans don't pay attention to. You know, I've been both to the business side of this thing for years. And they don't, they don't pay attention to the fact that these teams do things, uh, uh, you know, not that that not, not every move. In fact, most of the moves are not business. Are, are, are not about making your football team better. No, it's about them making more money and not giving out more money. Well, what I was going to say 
What I was going to say is that the reason that can happen in football is you brought up basketball and, and uh, baseball is because fans, fans of fans of football really don't know what's going on. So owners can sell, they sell who they want to sell. It's, it's a play, the other leagues are players' leagues. Like, if a dude, every time he gets on the field, is getting hits and getting RBIs and making good plays in the field or on basketball, making shots, scoring, doing what he's supposed to do, you can't really hide that. In football, they can. Fans don't really know who's who's a good guard. They really don't know who's the best, a good corner. They don't. All they know is quarterbacks, running backs, and receivers. They don't know. They're just watching a game. Everybody tries to have this opinion of who's the best and who's good, but that opinion is force-fed to them by the owners of the teams, the front offices, on who they want to look very good and who they want the fans to do. So that's the problem. That's the problem right there. Nobody really knows what's going on in football, so they can't really back players because they don't really know. All right, so so Brad had to leave. He's got a an appointment. So we're going to continue a little bit more football talk, Omar. So um, I was talking to Brent about, you know, the whole situation with the fans not really knowing what they're looking at and how I sound crazy sometimes on social media when I'm trying to explain to them certain things. And to me, it's just I'm beating a dead horse. I've kind of given up on trying to explain to fans that it doesn't like when perfect example. Um. Richard Sherman, I'll give him as an example. When he was at the top of the top in the league, when he was that guy, they never showed his bad plays because they were making him a face of the Seahawks and partially a face of the cornerback position for the NFL. Now, as a player, uh, I get the film and I can watch every single one of Richard Sherman's snaps and I can see people beating him, people destroying him, but the ball never came. So you don't know that this guy is getting cooked up and down the field. Only time you see him flourish is whenever there's a big moment or there's a big play and he does show up. Not to say he was a bum when he was at the top of the league, but he wasn't that great to me. Now that you see him speaking out more about black issues and being more vocal about how terrible the league is. Now all you're going to see, our perfect last night's game, did you watch the game? They highlighted every single time he fucked up yesterday, literally. And it's like, I try to explain that to the fans. Whenever they want to crown you, they will. When they want to dethrone you, they can. They're never going to show you in a great light if they don't want people to like you. And when they do like you, they're never going to show you in a bad light. They're going to make sure that they control your mind and control what you see. And the only way for a true fan to know what's going on is if you literally watch every single snap of every player. And nobody's doing that. But nobody's even watching every single player. You know what I mean? No, nobody's doing that. Yeah, nobody's doing that. Um, you know, Pro Football Focus is the only entity that does it, and I really do believe that they need competition. Um, first of all, I don't, I don't like them either. They, they're terrible at some of the stats that they do as well. Like they will assume yeah. a ball has been thrown in somebody's direction because they, they tackled them. No yes, you can't, you can't um, see. Yeah, go ahead. But here's the, here's the biggest issue. Um, and I hear what you're saying, and I totally agree with you. And the league makes players, and they certainly break players. You you experienced it with Brent down here in Miami when everything that went bad with Brent fault and Brent coverage and Brent this, and he's not worth this money. And okay, who was right, who was wrong? Mm-hmm. That that 
know, that, that's, that's just being patient. But when they want to make you a scapegoat, they make you a scapegoat. When they want to make you a hero, they make you a hero. And sometimes, hell, that's, that's on a defensive call. Yeah. You know, um, but, but the league is in partnership with the, with, with the, the, the TV media entities where that are broadcasting the games. And they sit before the games and they, they talk to the coaches and they talk to the players and they have these production crews and they come up with these storylines. I was just having a conversation with Kenny Stills and, and basically, you know, we are part of it as well where we can perpetuate a narrative. Mm-hmm. And that narrative just grows and catches wildfire and you tell enough media members they all bring squash and if they don't do their homework, they're just going to agree with you. They'll believe it, they'll write it, and then it becomes a national narrative. And oh, Brent got me two times in a game of 50 some plays. Exactly. And, and the problem is, and, and, and I'll say this knowing that my time is coming soon, where they're going to put me down eventually, is there aren't enough media members, one, who know what they're looking at, uh, two, does the work. I spent. Uh, only because NFL's website was, was shit yesterday. I spent, I think, six hours rewatching Sunday game, and only so I can sit there and talk about it on an educated basis. Whereas when you call, when you bring up a play or mention that Tory Tyler got roasted, um, I can tell you every instance what he did and, and where he went wrong and why the Bears were picking on it. Or when when Miami gives up a big play to Anthony Miller, I can tell you, yeah, Matt Burke got caught blitzing and got caught with his pants down and had a break on McMillan, his worst coverage linebacker, and he basically demoted and took off the nickel package out there covering a receiver. Well, I'm sorry, defensive coordinator having his worst coverage got covered a receiver. That's fucking bad. Right. And so that's not on Ray Paul McMillan. There's no way Ray Bob McMillan is supposed to be covering Anthony Miller. Like, it's no fucking ice concept. Should, should Matt Burke draw up a scheme where mm-hmm. a slow linebacker is responsible for a wide receiver in the yeah. middle of the but field? Every, no but, but for some reason, nobody nobody's understanding this. People, for some reason, can't grasp the concept of the fact that there's plays, that there's positions, that there's all these different calls, and no one can really say whose fault is what or who was supposed to be there 80% of the time because you're not in the huddle. You don't know what was called. You don't know. And so my question to you is, does it get better? Does the media ever get better? Do the fans ever get better? Nothing gets better. No. You know why it's not going to get better? Because my industry is shrinking. The amount of jobs and opportunities um, even the pay is, is going down. So the people who do good work, um, one, most of, them, uh, most of them are made and contained and controlled, I believe, already. So they're not going to sit up here and tell you the truth and be completely unfiltered. Um, and, and two, um, it, it's, it's, just not, it's just not the same quality of, of work getting done. So the people who are trying to educate these fans about football, even, even the shows like NFL Playbook um, by the NFL or NFL Matchup by the NFL, the shows that would educate you about what was going on in the game. Like, I used to love those two shows. They were DVRs because I learned. As a professional, I wanted to learn and I learned. Even those shows are on the air, and they're replaced with fantasy football shows. So the league understands what's making them money, and they keep going 
what it's about. shit they keep doing. I ain't gonna lie to you, Omar. I can't wait to gamble. Yeah. Like a close friend of mine made $80,000 off that dog. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm like, whoa, you made $8,000? Making a $2,000 yeah. back? Yeah. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Like, Speaking of Kings, let's transition out of the, the bullshit of the NFL and talk about uh, Super Bowl predictions. Um, we all saw the, the Patriots uh, start slow, which they've done multiple years. And most years that they start slow, they win a Super Bowl. Here they are sitting forward to, um, so they're a, another favorite of the AFC. Um, the Chiefs, um, who normally start really fast and then fizzle out, end up 9-7. and seven appear to be doing the same thing. They were undefeated, lost um, the other night. Um, who else in the AFC do you think is a, is a contender? Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. They back. If they get Le'Veon back. Oh, he's coming back. And even if he does, do you really think that he's going to bust his ass and, and try to, to, to win for this team? <laughs> yeah, I would actually roll my ankle on purpose. <laughs> yeah. Like he might have to really get injured, I mean, like something needs, small. He still needs to show, he still needs to show that he can. I don't think he needs to show. I honestly hate that people say that. Like he's already shown that he can. In my opinion, a year off actually helps him because he's healthier. His body's getting stronger. Oh, yeah. We all know that the running back takes the most hits, the most injuries, the most you know seriousness of the game. So a year off might refresh him. So I've already seen enough to know. I don't. I don't need him to have any reps in this season to know that I want to sign his ass next year. I would. But that. But the media. But the media is going to say, "How do you know he's still good? What if he can't still cut? Like, like you lose that in a year. You don't lose that. That's something you have. That's a gift, and you don't lose that. But that's what everyone's going to say. So you feel yeah. the Steelers are a contender. Oh yeah, and Steelers. You, uh, I'm still, I'm still with the Steelers. I'm still with the Patriots. I, I watched them. I thought they were as weak as they've ever been the, the, during my decade covering the AFC East, and they just can't slap the Dolphins. I mean, they're hard to beat at uh, at, at home. Um, so that that not surprising, um, but I think they're developing a running game. They're going to get healthier receivers. Some of the receivers are on the same page. As long as they have Gronk stay healthy, I think they've really got a chance. Um, Pittsburgh, I, I, I think, is the only team that could be thrown on my mind to Kansas City. And I, I like Patrick Mahomes. I, I think he's talented. But I think Kansas City's one in 
yeah. those are my teams in the AFC. I, I don't really see anybody else uh, really challenging challenging the Patriots. My concern with the Chiefs is also their defense. Um, they're normally n- normally they would be a strong defensive team, and their offense with Alex Smith would sputter at the end. But now ba- uh, with the with the new um, quarterback, what's his name? Um, Mahomes looks great for a rookie, but again, they're constantly being scored on. So I'm I mean I, I have no choice but to say the Patriots are their favorite right now. Uh, NFC um, Rams. Anybody else you think is a contender in the NFC? That's all I'm saying is the Rams. <laughs> um, I, you know what? I think either I think the Eagles will get it together. I, I think you know they're going through some rough patches right now. I think they might make a trade in October that that props them back up. Um, you know, maybe get a, a running back. But I, I think that they're don't overlook them. They still got a good foundation. Still got a good core. Um, and, and, and the one team that I I, I going back when I say it, but I, you know, I still believe in, in Seahawks, even though they're rebuilding, even though they sort of Yeah, I can see that I can understand why, they're always in every game, they're always fighting, they, you know yeah. they've got they've got a really good quarterback um, They their, their defense is taking hits obviously they're, they're losing players and they just got a good, they got a good coach also so they're they're always scheming and finding ways to stay in games and get wins. And so you never know down the line. You know this is a, is a game by game situation. Anybody can be beat on any given Sunday. So a lot of times when you have good teams that are all pretty talented, uh, sometimes what it comes down to is coaching. You know, scheme. Which coach can can out scheme the other coach? Which coach can put their teams in a better position to win than the other guy? It's funny that you say that because I think that's a conclusion I'm coming to um, more and more lately. That coaching, there's a real difference between good coaches. I've seen a lot of bad coaches. And I've seen I've seen some good coaches, and good coaches can prop up an uh, injury decimated team, mm-hmm. prop up a mediocre talented team. And, and you know, I I was really you know I've been really paying attention to the game plans and, and what Adam Gase has done with Miami. I'm at the point where I'm like, man, this is a good coach because they should not be winning. They've been underdogs in every single game they play, and somehow they're born too. And they and they've been dealing with some serious injuries. William Hayes, Cam Wade, Andre Branch, two most too deep, two offensive linemen, and yet they keep winning. You know, you go into a game against the Bears with the best pass rush in the NFL, and your injured decimated offensive line. And they completely stonewall the Bears. They just have the dominant performance. To me, that's coaching. But mm-hmm. like, yeah, they, they, they helped a lot, but uh, that's called strategy. Strategy is an important part of the game. I think a big part of why the Dolphins won that game also is because you really couldn't game plan against Osweiler in that offense. You know, that's a new look. You can't, there's not any film of him playing in that no, offense. I mean, so it's kind of like a. It doesn't matter. It's still a different guy. It's still a different guy. You don't know what the guy's going to do. This It looked different to me. It looked a little different to me. It looked like um, the. It just to me appeared that the 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 Dolphins had a, a light under them. Like almost maybe the team was a little more excited to have some new blood at quarterback to see what they could do. I don't know. They, 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 here, here's what happened. They're running the ball effectively in 
consistently, and that changes the dynamic of their play action. That changes how defenses have to play there. And right now, you know, Alan Wilson, Jesus Lord, he, you know, I think he's like the highest in yards after, after yeah, the catch he is. in the NFL. And and nobody come on, bro. Nobody so who the hell was Alan Wilson? Nobody mm-hmm. expected that. Nobody expected him to That's what I'm saying. There's a bunch of new yeah. things happening with you guys and, and it's kind of hard to defend when you don't have I think a lot of coaches rely on film to try to, you know, outgame you and there's not a lot of film you know for them to cover with a new this quarterback and everybody else is doing you know i understand that it's the same dink and dunk but it's different when there's a different guy in the center uh speaking of guys in the center the packers is an nfc i never count them out uh i cannot understand how aaron Rodgers is still even playing after that week one injury he is just hobbling along like there's no way if he plays the entire season and takes a team to the playoffs, I will. I'm, I'm a Tom Brady is the GOAT guy. Like, I've seen Tom Brady. Like, he, I, I, I say it all the time, he's like the, the, the hyena. You know, when people talk about Tom Brady, it's like they're the hyenas and, and Lion King. Everybody started to quibble. Like, when they say Mufasa's name, it's like Tom Brady. Woo! Tom Brady, <laughs> the GOAT. But Aaron Rodgers, I, I've heard that Aaron Rodgers the go debate and I'm like, nah, he only really got one ring. But if that's only if you're going off of rings, I mean you can honestly you say Yeah, and that's sad. That's really sad and that's the problem with the media, you motherfuckers. It, we're talking about game. We're talking about pure game. Here's my thing. The GOAT is the guy that you fear the most with your team trailing by six and he gets the ball with two minutes left. So you clearly you haven't been watching. He is equal to me. It's 100% equal. And the reason I say that is because I've seen Aaron Rodgers do this just as great with less talent. Yeah. And, and it, there's no question that Tom, that Aaron Rodgers is, is the better overall quarterback. It's not even close, in my opinion. Aaron Rodgers is a better athlete. Um. He's he's a he's he's better at movement. What Tom Brady? But both of them have terrible talent, in my opinion. I mean, Gronk is is arguably one of the best. Gronk is is is. I don't. I'm not a big Gronk fan. I don't. I'm sorry to say that. I don't think Gronk is amazing. I think he's really really good. He's not amazing. But with those two together, it doesn't matter if you if the both of you know where you're going. You can play in this long. It becomes easy. I've seen Aaron Rodgers win games with, with receivers I've never even heard of before, you know? And, yeah. and, and I've also seen when Aaron Rodgers does not play, the, the Packers are trash. I've seen, yeah. I've seen Tom Brady not play, and the, and the Patriots still win 11 games, still get to the playoffs. It is, it, it is still the same shit over there. So that's why there's always going to be yeah. an argument for Aaron Rodgers because, to me, he has a worse coach. Their, their offensive scheme is trash. It is terrible. I don't, the only reason his coach has his job is because of Aaron Rodgers. The minute Aaron Rodgers leaves and he has to actually coach a regular, average, mediocre to basic quarterback, he's done. You're going to see that their scheme, the, the, the offense they run is so basic and so trash. The only reason it works is because Aaron Rodgers is doing it. Aaron Rodgers under center changed that entire offense. You put Aaron Rodgers on the Patriots, I believe he has the same amount of rings. You put... Tom Brady on the Packers. I don't. Be- I believe it's the same thing. He gets one ring. Mm, that's, Just my opinion. That's a valid argument. Yeah, I, 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 I,
Just my opinion, you know, because I'm just a girl with tits, you know. It's a valid argument I hear, I can honestly say, and I will admit this, I don't watch enough Green Bay games to... And see, that's our favorite quarterback in this house. I still call Tom Brady the GOAT out of respect for the fact that he has five rings and I've seen him do some shit I ain't never seen nobody do. So I would never be like, no, 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 he's not the GOAT. My only argument is, hold on, Aaron Rodgers is a fucking monster too and I would never just discredit him as 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 an argument as the goat. You know? Who's the third best quarterback in the NFL? Drew Brees. Okay. That's a good And he's actually my favorite quarterback of all of them. He's my favorite. I think we don't mention them because their defense um, usually lets them down. And Drew Brees is, I can, although he's playing great, I still, I'm he's my favorite quarterback. He's my favorite quarterback since he played in San Diego. And I can see a decline in him. I can see a shift as a fan of this long. I never speak about it because that's not my, you know, I don't, I don't really like to, to shit on my favorite quarterback, especially. And I don't like to talk about it because we're in the same, you know, uh, division and everything, but I just feel like Drew Brees. Um, he does. He can't. Yeah, he's coming back. You know, on his way out, but doing great. There's no discredit. I I, I like the shorter quarterback. I like that he's a sniper. I like that he's a gunslinger, and he'll put it all out there. He just doesn't have everything that the other guys have. That's it. And he's in the toughest division in football. What's up with Eli, Eli man? No comment. Uh, I don't want to talk about that motherfucker, but what I do want to talk about is how long before Odell snaps, or did the bag stop that from happening? Because, you know, once you get your bag, you tend to not really yeah. care about a lot of shit that's going wrong because you, <laughs> cause you got your bag. You know what I'm saying? And Odell got the bag, so I'm feeling like we're not going to get no antics at, at how poorly they're playing. He's not getting the stats that he would normally get. And, you know, I, I don't see him really being mad because he got paid. Oh, he's mad, but they, the, and the media is portraying it up. Any, any little thing, it's like Odell is what's wrong with the team. Like, Eli Manning sucks. Stinks. Like, you got, one of the, you got one of the top five running backs, top five receivers in the game. You should be good offensively, mm-hmm. and they are horrible. Stink. And that's a problem with this league. They, they would rather keep Eli than to get out and start over because that's what happens when with the fan base. You got this guy that you've just been telling, he's our guy, he's our guy. You get rid of your coach, you know, he's gone, and now you still got Eli over here. I'm pretty sure the Giants are ready to part ways with Eli, but if Eli ain't ready to go, what are they going to do? Get Ryan Tannehill. <laughs> <laughs> are you serious? People, people act like they're off. Can you deliver? 
and most of them can. Well, I'm going to give a prediction. Let's, I'm going to go pay, Patriots, Rams, Super Bowl. It's only week going into week seven. Who's your week seven Super Bowl prediction? Yeah, I'm, I'm actually going to make the same prediction. I think the Rams, they, they you know, I'm, I'm curious what happens when they start to take on some injuries. Say they, they, they lose um, uh, Gurley. Don't say, don't say no shit like that, Omar. What the hell is wrong with you? Don't play with me, dog. <laughs> I don't listen. Don't. It's not my fault. I people think I make all the decisions in Brent's career. Trust me. <laughs> you a goddamn lie. Cause we wouldn't have went to Miami first of all, and we damn sure wouldn't have been back here. Uh, but I don't make those decisions. I've always wanted him to play in LA and for the Rams. That's my team that I'm not allowed to cheer for. <laughs> until the, until the season's over, he's on the Bucks, man. This is his team. It's like this is where he is. I'm gonna cheer for my team quietly and silently. Um, and when the season's over, um, which the last two years we didn't make the playoffs, so the Rams did. And after the season's over, Brent buys me Rams gear. He sends me to LA with tickets to the game. Like I'm, I'm good. I'm good. So I. I'm hoping. I'm hoping that I am. You know, this is my t- I've been a fan for too long. I, I mean, I've, I've, we've won before, so it's not like it's our, our first win or our first time, you know. But I'm hoping that the Rams can get it together. Last year, they lost to the Falcons in the playoff game. I was actually there <laughs> at the game. Fucking great game, by the way. But I do see them getting over the hump. They've, they've got gotten more settled into the offense um, hopefully they get Talib back, who I'm not really a big fan of, but he's on my team, so I'm hoping that he gets back because, you know, they need him. And, and Peters, I don't know what the hell is going on with him, but he need to figure this shit out too because that's their weakness um, on the defense is their corners. And, yeah, and if they can get over that hump, if they can, it's really about scoring more points because the more points you score, the less stress you put on your defense. So they've just got to continue to score points. I'm, I'm surprised nobody caught up to them, to them offensively yet. I really am. And, and that just shows how good of a coach Bay is because he continues to stay there as a post defense coordinator. And did you see? You can't even, Go ahead. You can't, you can't even say it's the talent. It's because they got a lot of good players. But I'm sorry. It's amazing. Perfect example. Last week they played the Jags and they literally just ran the ball forever. Milked the clock. I think they only scored 21 or 23 points or something like that. But all they needed to do was this, you know, you, you strategize, you figure out what the team's weaknesses are. You realize, no, not it wasn't, it wasn't the Jags, it was the, the Broncos. And you realize that, you know, the, the Broncos' weakness is on their defense. So you just drag them through the mud, up and down the field. Gurley got like over 200 yards and it, and it just came out with a win. It's all about each week figuring out what the other team's weakness is and attacking that. And that's how you get the win. Yeah. Because whatever your weakness is, he gonna just, he's gonna find it and exploit he, it. He's gonna find it, exploit it, highlight it, and, and just and, and then the rest of the league is gonna piggyback and copycat that. Um, and that's that's what a good coach does. And you, you see it with the teams like Patriots, and, and that's why I'm pretty 
Mm-hmm. So let's get in. Uh, I'm curious. Uh, yeah, I just picked the Rams, uh, Patriots, Super Bowl. Sweet. We're on the same page. Yeah. Well, yeah. I don't make good radio. We got to argue. We got to argue with each other. But I like non-arguments too. It's kind of fun, right? Yes, I know. I miss you. I, I, I miss you too. You know, the last couple of times I came home, it was girls' trips and business and all that, so I didn't really get to kick I know, it. I know. But y'all, 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 y'all didn't invite me to your domestic stuff. No, you got a fiance. You can't be coming to the to the uh, to the fun right, stuff. Right. Mm-mm, the, my friends are too touchy feely, too hands on. So you. <laughs> I do not want Maryland. Yeah, I do not want Maryland trying to swing on me because then I got to take her down. And then what our friendship going to be like? (laughs) Yes, I keep my friends, my single friends away from your ass. My single friends want single guys that like to have fun. So, you know, good luck. I know you guys are getting married. Good luck. Oh, God, you're doing it again. I would never get married again, ever in my life. I told Brent, this is it. If me and you don't work out, you never see me walking down the aisle with another nigga in my life, ever. So I commend you for trying it again, Omar. Good luck to you guys. Uh, good luck to your dolphins. And I thank you so much for allowing me to. I said this before you got on the, got on the uh, podcast, but I was telling Brent how I just love going to your mentions when I'm bored and just annoying the shit out of the fans. <laughs> yeah, you're not on the Twitter stream no more, so we can't get at you at all. Yes. Oh, it's so fun not being on Twitter. I don't even know how I, I don't even know how I'm taking it. And the fact that I can I actually have a Twitter and I can just sit back and watch and laugh and nobody can say anything to me. It, it's yeah, great. Uh, it's I, great. I, I, said, I said this yesterday and I truly do mean it. And people don't understand. Like I, I know this is what I wanted to do. I, I always wanted to be this position. This is what I dreamed about. But do you know how annoying it is for people to analyze and criticize every single thing you say and do? Yeah. It is so annoying. And then it's mostly fake pages, you know, and it's just like, shut up. <laughs> Go find some pussy somewhere, my nigga. A lot of these dudes really need to get some pussy in their life, Omar, just so they could just they relax. Got nothing, they got fucking nothing better to do with their life. Nothing. nothing. And that's why I say all the time, it's the, all, the ladies... We have to take control. If you got a fuck nigga at home and you see him on social media being a fuck nigga, it is your responsibility to fix that shit. Stop giving pussy to fuck niggas and maybe it'll calm it down a little bit. That's my opinion. Okay, you give him the pussy? No, stop. If you got a fuck nigga that's on social media being a fuck nigga, don't, don't, don't be with him. Dump that nigga. Or, or he, he needs to know, like, nah, I don't associate with niggas that do this type of dumb shit. No, that's what that's that's those niggas are supposed to be doing that. But any nigga with a girl at home and still a fuck nigga, you a fuck bitch for fucking that nigga. That's how I feel. Because as a woman, yeah, I feel it might need to be. Who are you giving your pussy to? <laughs> Next on the I Heart Miko podcast. <laughs> Yeah, 
And there's a lot of easy ways. We ain't going to get into it now. I'm going to let you go, Omar. I appreciate you being on with me right now. Um, I'm back. So I'm going to be airing every I'm going to be airing every Wednesday now instead of Mondays. And that way they'll give me a little more time and freedom on Tuesdays to get the interviews out with NFL people that are, you know, free on Tuesdays because all of us are free on this day for the most part. So I'll be in touch with you. I will be looking for your insight and tell Marilyn I said, hey. Okay. All right. Thank you. I'll let you later. Peace. All right, so that concludes our NFL segment of the podcast. Um, sorry it went long. That's a whole hour on you fuck niggas. Damn. Uh, up next, we'll discuss the NBA being back today officially with, of course, Baby Daddy and maybe a surprise guest. So stay tuned. Yeah, terrible. And in later, a federal prison. This call is being recorded and is subject to monitoring. Hang up to decline the call. Would you accept dial five now? If you wish to block. Beloved. Beloved, we're shaking. We're shaking. Ain't nothing much. How, how's the new? How's the new digs, man? How's the new digs? The new the new home. It's bullshit. It's bullshit. <laughs> It's jail. <laughs> you you told me that the Mexicans would be the ones that be be liking the butt pirate nigga type niggas. Last time. You, you thought it was just them? Oh my God. What the fuck? Jesus. So you over there keeping your butt tight now, right? I said you over there keeping it tight though. No shuffling of traffic and new people coming and going. It's just the same niggas. Yeah, it's just, you know, stuff won't happen. You know, people are here stressing out. You know, dudes that they got three kids and they still want that girl not to have sex. You know, <laughs> shit, so, you know. <laughs> uh, dude just told me, you're like, yo, mom, we got four and she come home with that. I said, four years? I said, how long are you going to come home with that for? Right. I'm four Damn. So I talked to you a couple weeks ago. I talked to you October 3rd. That was when you finally got out the box. You was in there for for a solid shit. It seemed like two, three months. And, and then you got out October 3rd. And then I said to you, that seemed like forever. And you told me you was in a box for a year once. How the fuck? How? How do? How you do it? How? How's? 
I know a lot of people listening, everybody that's listening has been begging me to have you on. And I just want to know how the fuck did you do a year in the box and come out with your sanity? some jokes um so we talk i mean we obviously talk more than you know what people are hearing but i know that you told me that you was trying to do some stuff with the podcast a lot of people have been asking me why your podcast is not up anymore like why can't they listen to it do you have any idea why that is Okay. Okay. Okay, cool, cool. So what else is new with you? I know you in jail, but my nigga, you always working. You yelled at me last time we talked because I hadn't been on my shit and doing what I'm supposed to do. So, um, <laughs> don't yell at me again. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> 
can't take you. If I can carry it off my voice alone, then I knew I could do it off the visual because visual is not hard. Yeah. Yeah, that's why I need to get out there. I think I'm cute. So, you know what I'm saying? I just feel like the visuals there and the, and the IQ is there. And I really need to just take your advice. You got to suck guys and all this always going to work with you. People want to hear what you got to say even if people don't like you. Yeah, they do. Because even when I was in the street, people were like, well, why are you going with that Miko bitch? You're like, listen, that Miko bitch is a bitch. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. And that's what... I told you, I fucked with you for the first day when we did my interview with you. You was going in for play and you was talking. I said, man, yo, this is a... This is how a nigga wanted to represent when they're on the right there that is so factual and you know what that's what kind of discourages me sometimes because even in my industry I'm learning that they just want a girl with some big titties and a cute face and a whole bunch of weave to to represent women in sports and we aren't supposed to know anything we're supposed to just be the eye candy of the show and so it's difficult for me being the type of alpha female that I am and having a strong opinion and wanting to be heard. And people are just like, no, 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 no. You're supposed to be cute and sit back. And I'm just like, no, fuck that. And it kind of discouraged me. But you put the battery in my back when you yelled at me. So now I'm back on my bullshit. I'm about to get this shit cracking. I really am. I got to at least give it a shot, you know? That's the same thing I say, like, why ride the wave when you're the person creating the movement? You're That's why I dealt with you more, because I realized, I said, yo, they don't like Miko either. They don't <laughs> like me. Guess what? Miko's my fucking nigga now. <laughs> <laughs> we family now. I go everywhere I go. I hate when people are disliked, because the reason that people are disliked a lot of times is because they don't share the popular opinion with everybody else. That's, that's really it. Yeah. Because you don't share a popular opinion, it doesn't make their opinion a fact or anything. That's just y'all opinion and this is mine. Yeah. 
Yeah, you, a lot of people aren't allowed to have an opinion nowadays that isn't what everybody else's opinion is. You have to go with what everybody else is talking about. Or you get bullied and people are like, shut up. You don't know what you're talking about. You're stupid, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, suck my dick, my nigga. Like, you the fucking puppet. You the one following everybody. For instance, I just did Queen Radio the other day, Nicki Minaj show, and I got a whole bunch of emails from different people. People was hitting me saying, yo, you sold your soul. Why would you go on Nicki Minaj's Queen Radio? I was confused. I said, what the fuck do you mean by that? I sold my soul. Oh, because we team Cardi. I said, first of all, men. I ain't in between no female beats. Right, right. Second, second, that ain't no beats. Do you understand what I'm saying? how people are they always we make you choose feel like you know Cardi Cardi speaks from a struggle she speaks from a struggle not a goddamn thing you could do whatever the fuck you want to do that's your life you you have your own voice you choose you could be on both of their goddamn podcasts if you wanted to that don't mean you have to choose one Shit. 
Respect, my nigga, 100%. This call about to end, though, dog. I love you, and I miss you, and I'm going to come visit you soon already. They about to cut us off, dog, but I'm going to come see you real soon. Oh, I'm out there on the 6th. God damn it. I was about to say I'm coming out there on the 16th when we come smack the Giants. But it's all good. That's my nigga tax. Be safe, though. I'm dropping dick off. I'm dropping dick off. I'm dropping dick off. I'm dropping dick off. Oh, I'm dropping dick off. 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 Oh, I'm dropping dick off. I'm dropping dick off. I'm dropping dick off. Trying to give her just enough. Don't wanna do too much. No. It gets tricky. Don't wanna do too much. When you're not looking for love, but you're out here trying to fuck. Yeah. Man, it's tricky. That is another classic by a little Duval called Drop a Dick Off. <laughs> I tried to tell you, Brent, little Duval got hits now. He got hits now. It seems that way. That was dropping dick off. Uh, he put that out um, 2017, and of course, I started the podcast with "Living My Best Life." The well, smile, bitch. It's the number one song of the summer. I remember I told you as soon as it came out. I said, "This you did. You did is say that. going to be our um, what did I equate it to? Uh, remember summer, summer, summer time. Uh, that, that it's like a, I that did kind not of song. You at all. I know you didn't believe me." It's dumb popular, it's, it's just fun, and you can't hear it and be angry. How? How? How can you hear that song and be angry and be mad or, or even, like, think about anything that's negative or going on in your life? You really got to hear that and be like, this shit right here, you got to just say fuck it and, and live your best life and have fun. Shout out to Lil Duval. He told me he got another hit. He said he got another one, Brent. He got another one. He said he got another bless one. Bless the streets with. And he don't be lying. Like, he don't. Like, Lil Duval, one thing I, I know about the nigga, when he say something, shit really be happening. That's dope. So, welcome back. I know you had to go for a quick break. Me and uh, Omar finished up some NFL talk. You wouldn't want to hear it anyway. You don't really like the NFL anymore. You're no. just an employee. Right. Trying to, trying to, you know, make an honest living <laughs> and, and enjoy your... And give people a show is what you try to do. Yeah. So, anyways, we're going to go into some NBA talk. And I got my nigga Cuffs, the legend, on. I feel so terrible because the last time I had him on was in the summer in the playoffs. And, and the audio was fucked up. So Yeah, it was. I remember that. Yeah. I'm having some trouble right now. If anybody knows how to use Audacity, I never had this problem before. But whenever I have... Uh, two two people in studio and one over the phone. For some reason, the phone call is way lower than the other two mics. So um, I need some help. If anybody can help me, please hit me up. 
But uh, I'm going to do attempt this again and hit up Cuffs and see if we can get some NBA talk with him. Yo, what's up? What up, my nigga? You know what it is? <laughs> the NBA is back officially today. Welcome back to the iHeartMiko podcast. I told everybody I was going to take me a little break from the NFL. You know, watch the games I want to watch, not give a fuck about it. But, you know, when the NBA back, I got to be back. I got to talk my shit. You know, my nigga is in L.A. He's a Laker now. I know you happy. I got this nigga Brent on here, too, by the way. Say what's up to Cuffs. What up, Cuffs? Chilling. Chilling. We are not. You said what? What did he say? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> um, first of all, how happy are you that LeBron is in L.A.? Did you see him going anywhere else? Do you Did you think this is a good choice? Give me your opinion on the, the king being in LA. That's like one of the worst moves. Basketball wise and football is different than everything, but I think he just needed another switch up. You know, like seven years in Cleveland. Um uh, uh, with the switch up in Miami did that. Um with that switch up that switch. And I thought he had a time for switch up in Miami, so he came back home from deliver you know, deliver on his mom's got everything in Cleveland. So we know that, you know, obviously any team with LeBron on it has the potential to make the playoffs. But with this roster, like you said, is arguably better than the Cavs last year. They still went to the finals. How far can the Lakers go with this roster? And are they going to need to add somebody um, before the cut playoff cutoff and all that? Brent, your opinion? Yeah. Let, let, my, yeah let's, let's hear from Brent because he's going to just sit here the whole time. My opinion <laughs> is that the with LeBron, with LeBron, they definitely – our Western Conference Finals team, possibly. You know, you, you got Houston, obviously the Warriors. But in order for them to get to the finals, the, the NBA finals, they need something else. 
Because right now they're not beating up the Warriors. And that's just what it is. And I, I think LeBron, or not think, he is the best player in the NBA, but they're not, they not beating the Warriors the way the team is built right now. That's that's in my opinion. Tufts, what you got to say about that? We were too. We definitely watched the preseason too, and it was they look exciting. I think the Lakers are going to be a great watch this year. I think they're going to get up and down the floor. But you mentioned something that that I uh, that you you think that LeBron isn't going to play the way he's always played. Like you don't think he's eventually going to be on the ball most of the time. Like you you think that's going to change? I don't. I think eventually he's going to. Sure. 
be a new LeBron. I don't think so. A, a better a better king. I think it's gonna be just like all his other teams eventually. It's gonna be LeBron and everybody else fitting in. Like he gonna pass the ball, they're gonna get some shooters. I mentioned this when we was watching a uh Lakers Warriors game preseason. And we like, beat them in. I was like this is a cool game to watch. I was really excited watching it. It was fun. And I'm like what the Lakers it's funny you mention it. I was like they're gonna uh they're going to have to. They're eventually going to get some shooters. And it's going to look like every LeBron team always looks like. That's what I think. I think they're, they're going to, they do have an advantage because they do have players that can create when times when LeBron isn't on the floor. Like Rondo can be like the command a second unit or Alonzo, whoever they decide to do that. But I feel like it's just going to be like every LeBron team all the time, which is not a bad thing. I don't think He got the he he's cheering for the best team in basketball right now. They back to back. They trying to go back to back to back. The reason that they ain't gonna have the, the full the full six in a row because LeBron came in snatch one from these niggas. No disrespect. The liars. They the liars, right, Cubs? These some liars. Ever in our life, the switching over the liars are opening up the season against OKC. Uh, Westbrook, I believe, has had two surgeries in the offseason. Is he playing? Knee. 
not playing. I don't believe he's playing. Um, what is Westbrook like if he doesn't return to form after the knee surgery? Because he reminds me of of a uh, Brent Grimes, Derrick Rose. you know, Derrick Rose. You know, without that killer downhill speed and athleticism and agility, what can he possibly be? Because I don't respect a jumper at all. He had a jumper. I don't respect it. Two surgeries, though. Two surgeries. That's. I don't know the medical report on surgery. I don't surgery was and what the Develop a jump shot. To change his stripes, to pass the ball, it's gonna be hard to ask him to actually look up. I don't think he's pass the ball. Like, these surgeries ain't major, though. But he had two of them. That's what, exactly. They went and got what? Dennis Schroeder, who I I feel like is a really good uh, point guard. He does a lot of really good things. But is that enough? Because last year they they went to the playoffs, smoked. You know, and it's like they, they didn't I don't see what else have they improved on so far. What else a lot of a lot of people are high on okay, the young people. Yeah. Conference finals with the top three in the red. I don't know why. What is, what has happened? What has happened to make people think this? I mean the Dennis Schroeder acquisition made people say, well they got a a chance they have a chance like they definitely do the thunder have a chance no no chance I don't think I don't think thunder is a, 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 a
How? How does? Yeah. How did Westbrook and Schrader even mesh? Like, how did they even like you said at the end of the game they had played together, but they both dominate the ball. Like Schrader, I watched him a little bit, and he's a, a like. How did they even mesh together? Like, I don't, I don't see it. That's I why think I, they might put the best players on the team out there at the end, and they have to. If go ahead. That's what I was going to say. He Rondo. I said that. How do Rondo and Westbrook play together? So Golden State disrespected the rest of the league and signed uh, Boogie. Like I don't even know why they did this, but um, who do do we see any <laughs> Chico? Do we see anybody contending with them? Like who in the West? Who in the West? I mean, I, I heard you saying the Lakers, but is there anybody else in the West that you guys see possibly the Rockets? Rockets? Yeah. Over the Warriors? Or are you saying that's who's going to get there? And when Chris Paul went down, everybody was questioning if that was the reason that the series didn't go further. Yeah, I, I see that. I see that. 
That's a good point. Yeah. 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 I mean, I hear you, cuss, but they still got the fucking squad of the year, my nigga. Like, this shit is ridiculous. I feel like they could have injuries. They could have a couple injuries and still be good and still going to score 100 points. Oh, no. Yeah, he isn't. His, his knee acting up. Mm. definite storylines and it's reasons behind why you would think that you know those are all valid reasons tonight we got the celtics and the 76ers um starting us off um the celtics went to the finals without Kyrie. (laughs) what's gonna happen this year shit that is crazy they went to the finals without Kyrie or like real shit that's crazy Yes, the Eastern Conference Finals without Kyrie. Like anything less than that is what a L? That's a fail. We don't really talk about the West. Like everybody out there talking about the Lakers, Warriors, Rockets, right? Mm-hmm. I've really been sitting around thinking, like I've been doing great. Yeah, the the Sixers, the 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 Raptors. <laughs> Yeah, it's cool. Because of minutes and everything. 
but Gordon Hayward, he has the ball a lot. Like he, I'm not going to say he's like a LeBron type, but he's a very good playmaker with the ball. He doesn't play off the ball a whole lot. So I feel like the problem the issue that Boston's going to have this year is figuring out who is going to be our go-to five with we had crunch time, five minutes left, four, three, three or four minutes left in the game. Who's our actual five? Are they going to go with the hot hand? And that's what I think is going to be the, the whatever they decide. And I feel like with this lineup, with everybody kind of being able to switch and everybody being able to play defense against anybody, that's who they're going to decide on. Who can guard somebody and get buckets and play cohesively? Because last year what we saw was it was almost like, well, fuck it. We, we're missing our, our star and we're missing, you know, a good a good guy that, you know, we, we went and got from another team. And it's like it was almost like, well, how can we fail? Like whatever we do is going to be a good thing because we don't even have our star. And they ended up in the Eastern Conference Finals. And now I feel like the pressure might get to them. They were young last year, and it was like young and dumb kind of thing. Like, you don't even know what you're doing. You're young and you're dumb. And now that you've had the taste of that Eastern Conference Finals pressure and now Kyrie's back, I want to see how they react and respond to that. You're so wise. I tweeted something about Boston. Like, you know, got a lot of question would be, yeah, who would you put them in there with, the Sixers or with Toronto? Because in Toronto, they had the best record in the East last year, and then they had the nerve to go get Kawhi and swap him out for DeRozan, who is be- probably a better version of DeRozan, you know? Yeah, yeah. On offense and on defense. You know, yeah. they, they've upgraded. Like Kawhi. Kawhi Period. Should be, anyway. Delon. They got a squad. They they really they got a squad. East is going to be so this, exciting. Yeah, the 76ers, um, Marquez, I'm not going to talk about the Pacers. 
I'm gonna talk about Marquez Holt being back. Like we, not today. Not today. We yeah, we gonna do um, my podcast just got back. I gotta stick to the to the oh, important shit. pieces right now. And the 76ers is one of them. They Mark Marquez Holt is back. I spoke to a couple people in the in the Philly organization, low key, and they was telling me last year some of the issues he was having with his jump shot is is was through treatment and 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 all kind of just off the field, off the court type of shit was going on with him. And apparently he's he's back mentally ready, physically ready. Um, they stopped trying to tweak and change his jump shot. Do you think that having him back in the roster, on the roster in the lineup, gives them that extra push that they needed last year to get to the finals? Or is it just not enough? Yes, he did. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like I, I mean, I'm carrying on starting. Yeah. And the rest of the team, though, when I was going by, this man, I was talking to him, and I was like, I wanted to forget it, right? He had no other choice. Like, if you don't play, if you don't go. He out of there. He out of there. Yeah, he got it. He got to do something this year because he's a big reason. How long is the process? How long, how long is that supposed to be? How long are we supposed to trust it? <laughs> I'm trying to be done with it, bro. Now we ain't trying to be done. We just we just want action. You know what I'm saying? You can't keep talking and you don't get there. LeBron's out of the East. There's no excuses now. Mm. Very true. Uh, mentions every day being funny, cute. Now, nigga, you gotta get there. You can't do that. Rihanna's never going to oh reply to a DM. Never, my nigga. <laughs> now he quiet. Oh, my God. He was so humbled. That was the most humbling face I've ever seen on him. Seen. Ever. Oh, God. It was so sad. I wanted to tell everybody to leave him alone. Yeah. Man, well, they did get smacked, so. Yeah, you got to shut up when you're getting smacked. That's why I don't be talking. 
I only talk about my nigga. I can't I can't even talk about the team and shit. Fuck that. But um so who we so who let's make a decision, Cubs. Who's going to the finals in the East? Brent first. Who's going to the finals in the East? Celtics. Celtics and Oh, the Eastern Finals. Yes. I thought you meant the finals. Eastern Finals. Uh, I'm talking East Celtic right Sixers. Now. Celtic Sixers. Who you got, Cubs? <laughs> Celtics. And who else, though, in the East? Of course. Okay. 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 Who you well, got? I truly, this is y'all might shock y'all, but I truly feel like Toronto is going to beat Boston in the finals. Wow. I do. Why? Um, I like I said. The, the Toronto as as always there. LeBron has always been in their way every fucking time. Yeah, and he's gone now. Right. And I feel like this is the year for them. To get so you it. think Toronto would have beat the Celtics last year if they just didn't have to play? LeBron? Yeah. Uh, okay. I feel like they they've got a good. See. I feel like they have everything you need. They have a whole bunch of good starters, and their bench is crazy. You know, I don't know uh, how this coach is going to do. We're going to see if he's able to do better than um, the nigga. That, that was so sad how they fired him. How you, so go, how you go to the finals? You get to the finals, get fired. <laughs> get fired. My nigga, you're going to get the coach of the year unemployed. My nigga, get like, fired, that shit was bro. crazy. So you, you banking on... You banking on the Celtics not being able to handle yeah, the Yeah, and I, I could be wrong, but I really truly feel like they might not be able to handle that first year was just a fluke. Like they the didn't even Celtics know what they were doing. Loaded. It was loaded last year too, and they didn't have Kyrie. And now that I like Toronto. I like them too, yeah. but the Celtics are loaded. Yeah, Ben Simmons can't shoot anybody straight. Yeah, I mean, I'm it's going out on a limb. I could be wrong. It's an early prediction, but I got Toronto in the finals. I can see Toronto over the, the Sixers. You just never know how it's going to work out. But I can't see them over the over Boston. I can't. Court advantage. Yeah, that's going to be big. Yeah, I'm excited, bro, to see it. I'm excited. To <laughs> I'm see so excited. I don't. I, you know what's bad, Cubs? We really got to stay up now for the games. Like, ain't no choice now. We on we are we on the West Coast. We gotta be up late now. Yeah, shit about to get real. You ain't gonna get no sleep. Your hairline gonna <laughs> Your hairline probably gonna be struggling, dog. <laughs> he said the hairline gonna struggle because the lack of. He sleep. got six a.m. practice. <laughs> the West Coast games don't end until one thirty. You know, I'll be watching. Yeah, I've, I've been watching the Lakers. I've been I've been watching as a fan. I just was wait. I told Brent two years ago. I said LeBron going to the Lakers. I said he going. Yeah, he going. I didn't want to, I didn't want to let the kid out of the bag, but I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm ready to get some service and 
What? Well, I know you like you know you know LeBron. So if you could just put a little bug in his ear and tell him to go get Dame Lillard from Portland. That's what we need. That's what we need. That would be my dream right there. Oh God, I could see that happening. Oh yeah, I could see Especially that. Especially if his daddy started acting up. <laughs> Nothing. Nothing. Somebody got him in check. Somebody got that nigga in check. He ain't heard shit. But hey. Mm -hmm. Yeah, me too. No. Yeah. We gonna see, my nigga. I appreciate you joining me as always. I'm gonna have you on for real, for real. When I still keep talking about this football shit, I'm definitely have you on so you can talk your Patriot shit. Y'all looking nice. Lakers in six, bitch. Lakers in six. We back, nigga. All right, cuffs. I'll holler at you, baby. All right, peace. All right, Brent Grimes. This is a long-ass podcast because it had to be this long since I'm back. Back. Bitches, bike. Um, I appreciate everybody. Uh, please let me know um, what you want to talk about in my comments. Let me know what you think of the show who you would like to have on as a guest. And remember this, if you don't like what I'm talking about, I don't really care. I don't really give a shit. Please don't be coming to my mentions talking shit to me, all right? This is my, and don't be trying to tell me who I can talk about, who I can, you know, people get in my comments and think that they own me. Like, because they're a fan of my podcast and my show that they get to tell me what to do with all this dumb shit, nah. Nah, my nigga, y'all don't own me. But I appreciate you, those of you that do listen. I, I accept criticism, but not bullshit. All right, so I'll holler at y'all another time. Peace. She can't find out where that nigga is. Fuck all that talking, I've been a threat. Had to get off my ass and go get a check. She on the ground trying to send a threat. Cause she can't find out where that nigga is. Fuck. Fuck. Cause she can't find out where that nigga is.